the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Craig Needles. The London Free Press Podcast returns for another episode, and of course, we're keeping a very close eye on the situation with COVID-19, and to do that, we are joined by London Free Press reporter uh, Jennifer Beeman, who is on the health beat for the Free Press. Uh, Jennifer, thank you very much for joining us once again. You've been on this show, I think, more than anybody else, but uh, the situation just calls for it, I guess, and uh, once again, we've got some uh, uh, big news when it comes to COVID-19 happening this week, so thank you very much for giving us some of your uh, some of your very, very precious and valuable time. Thank you for this. Well, thanks so much for having me. Uh, we are getting more news and the story is, is, is shifting as it continues here, but we were getting updates from health officials today. Uh, significant case count increases, some uh, some uh, shifting with where our hospitals are at. So first, let's talk about case counts and what we've been hearing this week. Uh, we've had a couple of record days. Where are we at on that? Things are really bad. That That is the basic baseline bullet point here um, to to just basically say that uh, we've broken five daily case count records in December. We're not even through December yet. It's already the worst month by case count. It surpassed November, like two weeks into the month. Um, we set another record today, Thursday, 58 cases, which is not great at all. But, you know, in the early days, a couple of weeks ago, is university hospital outbreaks that were really kind of fueling these case counts. That's not what we're seeing anymore. Um, so, so these are, these are community cases. These are people that are out there in London doing their thing. They're not linked to, um, you know, that kind of massive thing. So it's, it's not good at all. Um, we blasted through orange straight to red. There's questions about the gray lockdown. Um, that one is a little harder to predict because there's no numbers attached to it. We don't know if we're going to be, you know, we can't measure it as easily. That one's more of a judgment call by cabinet and the chief medical officer of health. So um, things are really rough. We've had a, a rough go of it lately. Uh, yeah, certainly we have. And sadly, and I wish I could sit here and say that I've got all this great news, but we don't. Uh, sadly, like that rough go looks like it's going to uh, going to be continuing. I know that officials from London Health Science Center have been providing updates as well. Uh, what does that mean for patients who are there? Uh, how does that situation get adjusted based on the fact that we've got an outbreak at Victoria Campus and obviously spread continues to be significant within this community and they're worried about clearly people having to come to the hospital because they have COVID? So they've got uh, the, the number of people dead in the UH outbreaks rose to 17 today. They added one more death, which is brutal. Um, very, very difficult situation there. At the same time, it appears that that outbreak is starting to turn a bit of a corner there's a slow in, in case growth. They've resolved two unit outbreaks this week at University Hospital. At the same time, Victoria Hospital has had to deal with a lot of admissions that were once destined for UH being put over there. Um, and just today, they mentioned that, hey, we're going to start to move some of our patients from Victoria Hospital to other hospitals in the region. And service disruptions are possible. Um, you know, our hospitals are, are under strain kind of province wide. That's no surprise, especially in the GTA. And London's really bracing for a surge here. Um, and then coupled with just the complications that outbreaks give, um, that's just made things much worse. So, you know, the most important thing is people who need help from a hospital, please don't delay it, definitely go. But um, we're starting to see that kind of really, really heat up in that sector as well. 
Uh, that's that's scary stuff because at the very beginning of this, back in the spring, and and, and we heard about it happening in, uh, in in Italy and other places in Europe. That was what we were warned about: is hey, wait a minute, when things start getting overrun of the hospital, that's when we're in a situation. Are are the folks who run the hospitals and the folks who run the health unit concerned that we're going to be in that type of situation uh, where we do have overrun hospitals and overrun medical facilities? Well, certainly we've never reached the levels that New York or Lombardy, Italy have, which is wonderful in Ontario. Um, but they are looking down the road 200 kilometers to the GTA and seeing in, you know, intensive care units there and hospitalizations there really, really put pressure on staff and resources. So, um, you know, our, our officials here are very, very aware that there's not a lot of there's not a lot of difference between what's happening in Toronto and what could happen here um, if things don't get under control, if, if we do start seeing things pick up. Um, you know, the province is telling hospitals to plan for surge capacity. So they're everywhere kind of planning for, you know, more and more cases. We broke a record today in Ontario for case counts. So um, the threat is definitely real. And, you know, not only just COVID-19 patients in hospital is certainly a problem, but if it cancels all of the other surgeries, that's really brutal for people as well. Of course, of course, because look, there there are a lot of surgeries that people may need, and it might not be surgeries they have to get immediately, but they still want them for their own comfort, for their own health, and things like that. And to say, oh yeah, we're not going to be really doing that at the hospital for the next little while, that's, that's that's scary for a lot of folks. So I I get it. This is exactly what we wanted to avoid, and sadly, we're in that situation now. It's 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 awful. Yeah, and we and you know it's we're going to be thinking about this even more coming through December and then into mm-hmm. into January because this is definitely one of the big pressing issues right now. We weren't super worried early in the second wave about hospital capacity because we weren't seeing that kind of rise or that kind of threat, but it's definitely at risk right now. Uh, and they're really urging people to make good choices and really understand that it begins with their actions. Yeah, I think that's uh, absolutely uh, the, the the way to look at it. Speaking of those good choices, let's talk about what health officials are saying for Christmas. And look, you and I have talked about this on this podcast before, uh, but it's, it bears repeating. Please don't do your family Christmas gathering. Please just, you can do it via Zoom or, or, or something, but just having a whole lot of people in the same room, not wearing masks, everybody eating food right now, is just the exact recipe for the virus to spread and then more people wind up in the hospital and that's exactly what we're trying to avoid. So what are health officials saying right now about Christmas? You know, Mayor Ed Holder on the call today was saying, you know, it begins and ends with us and our decisions. And that's never been more true. Uh, COVID loves dinner parties mm-hmm. uh, where you're kind of relaxed and hanging out with friends. Um, COVID also thrives on trust. Like, oh, I trust my, my parents don't have COVID or I trust my friends don't. I, I trust we're all, you know, we're all cool. Um, but that's kind of where this virus exploits things. We're, we're a little bit distrustful of strangers, but, but our family is fine. And I mean, that's, that's kind of the mindset people have. So they're really, really worried. I mean, the health unit is bracing for a bump in cases after the holidays. They just want people to stick to their households, meet virtually, do all the things that they've been asked to do all along. And it's, it's a tough sacrifice, but honestly, like that's what's necessary. Uh, COVID needs people to transmit it to each other. So without that, I mean, that just breaks the chain of, of transmission. Yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what we want to do here. And that's what clearly the folks that are suggesting, Hey, please try to stay home for Christmas or, or stay to a single household for Christmas and things along those lines. When they suggest that they, they, they mean it. And, and they are suggesting that for, for good reason. Uh, Next week is the last week for schools uh, in a lot of places around Ontario. Some places schools already out, but here in London next week's the last week for school. 
Stephen Lecce, the education minister, has said the province has at least looked at the possibility or the, there's at least conversations that have been had about extending the school break after Christmas break comes to an end. So students don't go back right away in January. What are we hearing about that? You know, Thames Valley just sent out a message today to students and parents saying, make sure you take all your supplies home before Christmas break, mm-hmm. just in case you, anyway, so they're, they're also hedging. They're kind of waiting for this announcement. Uh, the province is running out of time. They've got to kind of make this announcement happen soon. I mean, just from my own perspective, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of um, switch to virtual learning just for a couple weeks into January. Um, we're really seeing things ratchet up as far as intensity goes, um, case count wise, hospitalization wise. And I, I just, and there's a lot of debate around schools, whether, uh, especially in Toronto, they've seen, you know, outbreaks close schools and things. It's been less of a, a crisis around here, but um, certainly that's an area where there's a lot of attention on. And I mean, it really remains to be seen what happens, but I, I wouldn't, if I were to bet, I would say that there's possibly an adjustment coming, especially for harder hit zones. Yeah, and I know that's not what anybody wants to hear, and, 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 and most kids want to be in school, or at the very least, they want to be seeing their friends. Parents want that regular, oh, I know where my child is going to be from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., set schedule in their lives. That's what everybody wants. But if we're seeing community spread and we're seeing spread at schools, Maybe just taking a couple of weeks off and having everybody be at home so we don't, as we said, give that virus a chance to spread because that virus isn't spreading. If no one's, if no one's in the same spot, then we're, we're going to be better, better off and maybe we're going to see those case numbers go down. I guess that's the, uh, that, that, that's the, the equation that's being weighed by education officials, health officials, and everybody else at Queen's Park right now. That's the logic. And I mean, around here in London, we're certainly not immune to cases connected to schools. It seems like every day there's a handful more schools that are reporting a case or two. Um, You know, no, thankfully no major outbreaks or giant clusters or things that have really closed schools, but certainly, you know, the London area lately in the last few weeks has seen its fair share of these too. So um, yeah, I mean, it's not the news a lot of parents want, but again, it's, we don't want to end up in a situation where this thing is just goes out of control. No. And uh, we're, we're staring at that, sadly, and I know that officials here are going to say, hey, our situation's not as bad as it was uh, in, you know, you mentioned Lombardy, Italy, or New York City, and hey, we're better off right now than Alberta or BC or, you know, wherever. But at the same time, we still got to do our part to control this, and not as bad as somewhere else is probably not the bar we want to set for ourselves here in Ontario, and I hope that people can acknowledge that, that just because you're more likely to get COVID now in Alberta than you are in, than you are in Ontario doesn't mean that everything's hunky-dory here in Ontario. Please stay home for Christmas. You know, as of right now, we've had 15 deaths in, in December already. It's not even halfway through the month. That matches May's total death count. And if you remember May, we were still coming down off that first wave and we were really all very focused and very intent. We'd we were happy we'd sort of flattened it. We had just passed the peak. So, I mean, that's that's the kind of level of disease we have right now and the level of, of you know, the situation here. Um, yes, I, I would agree with you there that, yes, we're not as bad as, but that's never should that never should be the goal. No. I mean, we should really be striving to make the best kind of healthy community we can. And it really boils down to just people and people making the right call. So we've got about a week here uh, until Christmas break happens for students. We've got about a week here until Christmas happens for everybody else and how they 
want to celebrate Christmas, obviously, is going to be a big question mark here in the province. What are you going to be keeping an eye on or what are going to be the big trends that you think are, you, you should be watching over the next week here as you, as you continue to cover the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I've got to say the hospital situation is really something that I've been watching very, very closely. I count the numbers every day. I've kind of, I really like focus intently on them. I must be really annoying to LHSC just every day with all my questions all the time. Um, so that's one thing I'll be following. Uh, you know, I know that our next- listeners okay. and the readers of the London Free Press appreciate that. So even though LHSC may not appreciate you, we certainly do. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad someone does. Um, so that's one big thing. But then also we've got this kind of great little bit of hope that arrived on some dry ice about a, a few days ago, which right. is the vaccine. And, uh, you know, we're in a red zone. We're one of the 14 sites that the province is going to um, hand these out to when they get them. Um, so it's, it's really something I'm kind of excited by. I want to know the answers to the ministry isn't saying anything. The health unit's not saying anything yet. Uh, the hospital is telling me to talk to the ministry. But anyway, we're that's the big thing right now, too. So I want to know the when, the how, and um, who's going to be getting them first. Sure. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely something we all want to be keeping track of. Well, uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for uh, continuing to follow the story. You've done a lot of great work, obviously, on this. And we were talking just before we started uh, recording here that uh, it just feels like the story shifting all the time and you're writing all the time. But uh, I know the people who are reading on this website and the people who listen to this podcast very much uh, appreciate it, as I said. So thank you for the work that you do. And uh, please keep up the great work. Thank you, Craig. That's Jennifer Beeman, London Free Press health reporter, joining us here on the London Free Press podcast, which you can subscribe to on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. You can subscribe to us, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places where you get your podcasts, plus on YouTube, on the London Free Press YouTube page, and you can find us on lfpress.com as well. That is uh, a wrap for this week's episodes. We'll be back with a couple of more next week as we continue to look at what's going on with COVID-19. We'll look at some of the biggest stories of the year as well. So we've got a lot planned here on London Free Press Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. If you could please leave us a review, uh, you know, uh, maybe five stars if you happen to think that it's, uh, it's a particularly good podcast. Please leave us a review and please continue to provide the positive feedback that you have so far for the London Free Press Podcast. Have a fantastic weekend.